0: Good evening Family Church Waterside and it's great to be with you this evening and welcome to another um, edition of Sunday Night Local. Um, I trust that you're all keeping keeping well. I'm looking forward to bringing the word of God to you this evening and of course myself and Wendy very much continue to keep you all in our prayers and and looking forward to seeing you all in person which hopefully will be sooner um, rather than later. Um, on that note um, I encourage you to be keeping an eye on your Emails and social media, I mentioned that last week, um, and obviously the government made an announcement Last week their kind of roadmap out of lockdown made an announcement last Monday So um, obviously that has uh, relevance for us as a church and the different things that we're doing So um, I'd really encourage you to keep your eye on emails and social media um, in t- uh, tomorrow in particular Because we're kind of giving some updates on kind of how things are going to outwork on a practical level um, As we um, hopefully and prayerfully um, come out of lockdown So yeah so keep an eye on those and continue to keep the government in your prayers as well with all the kind of different decisions that they have to make um, make as well. Don't forget you can say hi in the chat, um, so let us know that you're here and and the the scriptures and stuff will be mentioned in the chat as well to keep you updated. Um, and as I've been saying for, uh, it seems like a long time now, <laughs> I've just, just, but it's just an ongoing encouragement for you to just to stay connected during this time, stay connected with this Sunday morning online service, with this, a Sunday night local, with all the various things that are going on during the weekend. Connect Groups, Ladies Connect is running this week and, and lots of other things going on um, as well. So um, a weekly update email goes out on Friday, so you can refer to that as well. That was sent out a few a couple of days ago. Um, so yeah, i will make you aware of everything that's going on. So let's all just stay connected um, during this time, but it's great to be able to um, speak to you this evening. So let's just pray before we get into the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord thank you jesus thank you lord lord you're a good 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 god you're a good 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 father Lord, we thank you for that lord we thank you lord that we know your goodness lord we Lord, we bear witness to your goodness because of what you've done in our lives lord how you have changed us how you've provided for us protected us lord what you've saved us from how you've forgiven us lord how you've poured out your love and your grace and your mercy lord your favor lord upon our lives Lord, we say thank you for your goodness. You've given us every spiritual blessing in Christ. Lord, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, and we just we say, we, Lord, we love you and we just honour you. Lord, And Lord, we love and honour your word as well. And I pray you just speak to us, Lord, through your word tonight. Lord, you would just say what you want to say. I pray you all just have open hearts, Lord, to what you're wanting to bring. Lord, and speak to us this evening. And I pray, Lord, that as this word is sown, Lord, it will produce a harvest 30, 60, 100 times. What was sown in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So the last few weeks um, we've been looking at building the house of course and that whole, whole series and looking at different aspects of that of what God's wanting to build in our lives and, and protecting what he's built in our lives and how he's always wanting us to be moved forward how he's always wanting to do a new thing in us and increase our boundary lines and you know bless us in new ways and help us to step out into into new things for him and um, we've been looking at whole different aspects of that and, and relating that to the analogy or well, it's not an analogy it's, it's a real event uh, the real event of what happened with nehemiah and when um the israelites had been in exile in babylon and god called them back to uh, called them back to Israel and Nehemiah was very heavily involved in that and rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Jerusalem had been destroyed and Nehemiah led the people in that in rebuilding the walls and seeing Jerusalem, um, you know, rebuilt back to kind of its former glory um, in that sense um, and and then Israelites stepping into all that God had for them. So we're looking at that, um, how Nehemiah rebuilt the walls um and all that that meant and kind of all that he came up against, he came up against a whole lot of oppositions and some of the locals who were in already in the area weren't happy with what he was doing. We talked about how to, how to overcome opposition and all the different lessons that we can learn from that. Um, and tonight is the, the final part of this series. We've got an exciting new series next week. Um, so that's going to be great just to unpack some, some different, different thoughts. So I'll let you know about that all next week, what's happening. Um, yeah, so we're going to conclude this series tonight. Um, but last week we looked at protecting what's been built and how God, how God protects what's been built, how God protects what's been in our lives. But there's also an onus on us, um, you know, to protect that and to look after what God has already done. Um, so we looked at what did Nehemiah do firstly to protect what's been built after all the wall building he'd done and leading the Israelites in that. There were a couple of things he did. He, he posted a guard 24 hours a day on the walls. And he also built strong gates to fortify the walls. And we looked at that and the analogy of that, um, of how that fits um, into our lives. And we looked at the words of Solomon, of course, was so wise. The wisest man that ever lived. The Bible says, Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 23 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. Above, and this is what we particularly focus on, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. And so Solomon was saying here, above everything else, regardless of all the other things that are important, make sure that you guard your heart. Make sure you protect your heart. Protect what God has built. And we looked at that and, it's, it's still using that story of Solomon, he posted a guard and he built strong gates. How do we build strong gates? How do we have a guard uh, in our life? How do we actually do that? How does that work? We looked at how why it was necessary to guard our hearts, why it's important, and, and how we do that. And there are four different four different things. Um, so if you didn't listen to it last week, I'd really encourage you to do that. But different four different ways that we can deal with um, our hearts or protect our hearts and guard them and build strong gates in our lives. Firstly, deal with our thoughts, take wrong thoughts captive and deal with that. Pray for protection over our lives, number two. Number three, to be trust God in in all circumstances. And Number four to keep our heart focused not to get distracted to the left or, or to the right but to keep focusing on all that God has for us so those are four different ways in which we can protect what God has already built so so praise God so we're ending into um, so coming on to the concluding part of the series tonight as I mentioned and we're going to look at um, unless the Lord builds the house that's the title of tonight's session unless the Lord builds the house. So the whole thing has been about building the house and building the house of our lives or in a corporate setting but unless the Lord builds the house is the title of this one and this refers to Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2 very well known it says this unless the Lord builds the house the builders labour in vain unless the Lord watches over the city the guards stand watch in vain in vain you rise early and you stay up late toiling for food to eat for he grants sleep to those he loves. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. I don't know about you, but I don't want to labour in vain. And the essence of what we're talking about this evening is that everything starts with God and everything ends with God. We have a part to play. There is an onus on us. There is a responsibility on us. It looks As I mentioned last week about how what we can do to guard our hearts and what and we've looked at previous weeks, what we can do to step out into all that God has for us, how we can step out in faith, but ultimately, it's God that does the building. And if we're trying to do this in our own strength and trying to do this in our own ability, then the, the, the sad reality will be we'll end up falling flat on our face. You know, if you're trying to do things in your own strength, I would say to you tonight to give up. You know, not, not give up in life, but give up on in, in doing things in your own strength. Give up on doing that, but to put your trust completely in God, because ultimately it's only God that can do the building. You know, our trust and, and, needs, and focus needs to be completely in him. But unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour... In vain. I just wanted to use just a little analogy, a little story um, to kind of talk about this point. Um, About ten or so years ago in the house that we currently live in um, we converted our garage, it was already joined onto the house um, but just yeah it was a garage and um, as with most garages these days they don't have cars and we just end up filling up the junk, (laughs) I mean this is reality. We were like well this actually would be much more useful, um, much more useful as a room um, much more useful, especially as the kids kids grow up, et cetera. Um, we're much more used as like a little second lounge. Um, so that's kind of what we did. And, and there was a builder who was a friend of ours who did main main builder, main builder building, is um, a well-qualified builder and he'd done other jobs for us before and was, was kind of in charge of that job and did a great great job with that. And but I kind of helped, helped out just to save a bit of money um, kind of here and here and there. Um, I kind of did a few sort of different, different jobs and I was putting in insulation and cutting the insulation to go in between all the stud walls and all those, those kind of um, fun jobs <laughs> that need doing, but yeah, there we go. But not that you don't need to be highly skilled to be able to do them. Um, but I was able to do some, do some things and you know, with a bit of electrics and just, just some kind of the minor minor stuff, just like I said, just to save, save a bit of money. Um, now, the reality is if I'd have been doing those things, but I'd be doing it without the builder, then the garage conversion would have been a total disaster. So I just had a kind of a part to play and it was an important part because those things mattered. The house had to be well insulated and you know, that's important. It will never get signed off by the building regulations. Otherwise, um, you won't be able to sell your house and all those kind of things that matter when you're having a, doing a building project. You have to do it to the council's regulations, et cetera. Um, so I was only kind of in the big scheme of things had a minor part to play or certainly a part to play but the reality is there was still a builder overseeing it all. And if I'd just been in charge of the whole project, you know, I kind of know my limits when it comes to DIY. I can do some things DIY, some things, you know, I could probably lay some slabs, but I wouldn't try and build a brick wall, for example. Um, so I've got to, I know my limitations, um, you know, when it comes to those things. Although we can always be learning new skills, of course. But if I'd been in charge of the whole thing, it would have been a total disaster. It would have taken ages. would have cost a lot more money in the long term to rectify things that that i'd got wrong and it just would have been a disaster would never have ever been completed um, and looked exactly how it should looked and worked out how it should have worked out so in other words i would have been laboring in vain and and that's the, the the context of the story i've just told and bring this together with what we're talking about tonight i would have been laboring in vain because i wouldn't have really known what i was doing there wouldn't have been anyone overseeing what i was doing and more than likely would have been a total disaster. So I was able to help in the way that I did by listening to the builder and by listening to his years of experience and knowledge. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did some of the skills that didn't, did some of the jobs that didn't need lots of skill, but I listened to his wisdom and knowledge and experience that helped me and guided me in that. But otherwise I would have been completely labouring in vain. So to bring this back to what we're talking about, unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labour in vain. And too often we try and do things in our own strength and we try and do things in our own ability. And, and that is going to cause us a whole load of issues. Because God, wants, God is the master builder and he wants us to be listening to him. He wants us to be following his voice and, 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 and he, he knows everything. Amen, you know, he's omniscient man he's, he's all-knowing and he's omnipotent he's all-powerful you know there's nothing that god doesn't know he knows the best thing for your life he knows the next step for your life he knows the best way of stepping into all that he has for you next in life so i don't know about you but i don't want to be labouring laboring in vain i don't want to be trying to do things in my own strength so unless the lord builds the house the builders labor in vain we have a part to play but ultimately it's god who does the building, amen? So there's different contexts of this for our own lives and for us as a corporate body, a church family. So the context of this for our own lives, I just want to touch on these things quickly, is firstly trusting in God. We talked a bit about that last week. Trusting in God for our own lives. Trust Trusting him, trusting him in every single circumstance. Putting our faith completely in him. Saying, God, my life is safe in your hands. I completely trust you. By listening to his leading, by listening to his voice. Pastor Andy on Sunday mornings has been talking very much about the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit's that inner voice within us. And how the Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us. Are we listening to his leading? And thirdly, by obeying God. It's not just enough just to listen and just to hear his voice, but then to actually obey him and put those things into practice. So the context for our own lives, three different things, uh, we can is how what well, it means for us to not labour in vain. But to let the Lord build the house of our lives and to build our families and and all that he wants to do in us is to firstly trust in him. Secondly, listen to his leading and three, obeying his voice. Amen. So they're kind of very quickly just three different things for our own lives. But the context what I really want to look at tonight is for us as a corporate body, as a church family, as family church waterside. What does it mean that unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labour in vain? So we all have a part to play in building Family Church Waterside. Right? <laughs> you want to have a part to play in so myself and Wendy have a big part to play in leading that and, and you know leading by example in that, et cetera, and all that God's called us to do. Every single person, every single person that calls Family Church Waterside home has a part to play, has a part to play in building the church. Amen? But ultimately, it's only God that can build his church. Ultimately, it's only God. We have a part to play, absolutely. And God wants us to have a part to play. Ultimately, it's only him that can do the building. We can't do things in our own strength. It was Jesus, of course, who said, I will build my church. Matthew 16, verses 13 to 18. It says this When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, if I can say it, Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. So it's just almost like they just Googled this <laughs> in their kind of context at the time. They just came up with a whole load of of who do people say Jesus They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say you're Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, Jesus asked, who do you say I am? And that's what Jesus, ultimately the heart of what Jesus wanted to get to here. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah or the the Christ. Uh, Christ is just the Greek, Greek word for Messiah. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And i tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Amen. The gates of Hades will not overcome it. So Jesus said they've promised that he will build his church. Amen. And even the gates of Hades will not be able to overcome it. What does that even mean? We touched on this a few weeks ago. You may remember in in Greek mythology, which would have been very well known um, in, in that era. Yeah, kind of in the year when Jesus was on the earth because the Greek, uh, Greek culture was still very, um, uh, you know, very relevant and very profound and had a big effect on kind of the history of kind of the whole Middle East and, and that era because they had been part of the Greek Empire. And a lot of people spoke Greek and the New Testament was written in Greek, um, you know, for that reason. So although they were under the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire had still had a lot of kind of historical um, influence over what was going on in Israel. And anyway, so this would have been well known. So in Greek mythology, Hades was like the personification the person of death himself obviously not not this is not reality but this is what was true in greek mythology so people would have just understood the reference of jesus was making it even the gates of hades even the gates of death is basically what he's saying here even the gates of hades or, or of hell or of death itself will not be able to overcome it just a few just to bring that into context there's a few verses later verses 21 to just three verses later jesus says this this is Matthew Matthew 16:21 from that time on Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life so he, i think Jesus was joining all this together making a very make the point that even death wouldn't be able to hold Jesus even death couldn't hold him he would defeat it once and for all and be raised to life so that's why he's saying i will build my church even the gates of hades will not be able to overcome it jesus was saying just as death will not be able to hold me or overcome me it will not be able to overcome my church what i am building no one can stop even death death and sin and every attempt of satan and and the people who work for satan the principalities and powers nothing can stop the church being built isn't that exciting amen nothing can stop God doing what He wants to do in Family Church Waterside, and no, no virus, and all that's happened over the last year can stop what God wants to do in Family Church Waterside or or, or across across the world in the worldwide church. Amen. So Jesus will build His church, but we very much all do have a part to play. Ultimately, God does the building, but we all have a part to play in that. Now we are co-workers with God. One Corinthians three verse nine says, "For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's." building. What a privilege that is. And and at the same time what a responsibility it is. How how privileged should we feel that we are co-workers that God chooses to use me and He chooses to use you to work alongside Him. Amen. Just like I was working alongside that builder and he was the one who really knew what he was doing and ultimately doing the building, but I was able to be alongside him and, and be involved in that project. We are all co-workers with God. What an incredible privilege that is but at the same time, what a, also, what a big responsibility that is. Not that we need to feel weighed down by that responsibility, but it is, a, it is a great responsibility, isn't it? We are co-workers with God, so let's take that responsibility seriously. Amen? Ephesians 2, verses 9 and 10. Very well known, for it is by grace that you have been saved, Paul says, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we've literally been created by God in order to do good works for him. Amen. Now, those good works, of course, are for, for God's glory. They do not in any way save us. And as a point Paul makes in verse 9, before he goes on to verse 10, grace is a free gift. Grace, meaning unmerited favour from God, is a completely free gift. We can't boast about it and say, wow, look, it's amazing. Look at, look at how God saved me. All we can do. We can boast in God, but we can't boast about our own efforts because it's nothing to do with our own efforts. We just accepted the reality of the cross and what Jesus is is done. And Paul, Paul, and another verse. He says, "I don't boast about anything except in Christ and in Christ crucified." It's not anything of our own effort. It's all about what Jesus has done. So it's, grace is a completely free gift, and salvation is a completely free gift. But we have been created for a purpose. with God's handiwork, and we've been created by God, and we've been created for God. We're created for God to do good works and those good works are to be a co-worker with him for him to build his church but for us to have a big part to play uh, in that now that is our primary purpose in life if you ever wonder what the purpose of your life is or ever kind of just ask those questions your primary purpose as, as a believer in jesus is to do good works for him amen for him to be glorified in what we do um in our lives for him to just be lifted up in, in in every single area of our lives Amen. That's our primary purpose. 2 Timothy 2.4 is another analogy. It says, there's no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but he rather tries to please his commanding officer. So here he's using the analogy of, of, of a soldier and, and, and like a centurion or whoever would be over a soldier. His commanding officer, they call it in this context, is that it? Is someone who wants to be a good soldier, they don't get tangled up in other things that don't really matter. All they're interested in is trying to please their commanding officer, to please their captain or their centurion or whoever it may be in this context. So our calling as God's fellow worker or soldier is to glorify him, to lift him up. Remember, we're created to do good works. We're created to be a co-worker with him as he builds his church. But also our calling is to live to please God. There's a big difference between being a God pleaser and a person pleaser. Amen you know, you've, we myself and wendy very much kind of uh, you know kind of get involved in these two different things um because it's very important that we get these get this right um you know as we lead family church waterside and all that god calls us to do it's really important for us to be to be god driven and not people driven and what i mean by that is that we're listening to god and it's god that's leading us in all the decisions we have to make uh, for the future of the church that outworks. i don't i don't mean we're not we're not I don't mean that people can't have opinions and all those kind of things or even, and talk to us about stuff. Of course, they can. But ultimately, we're going to be driven by what God's called us to do. We're not going to be driven by what, what people are making us do. We'll be driven by what God wants to do. Because, because I believe that's right and what the Scripture's saying here. We're trying to please our commanding officer and not accountable to the people. Obviously, I have people who I am accountable to, uh, you know, like Pastor Stuart and Pastor Andy. I'm very much accountable to them kind of in my employed role as a congregational pastor but ultimately i'm wanting to please my commanding officer who is who is jesus christ amen so so myself and wendy we want to be god pleasers and not people pleasers i believe as as we are god pleasers then the people will be pleased <laughs> with what we do of course but ultimately we're god driven and not people driven and that's true for in in all the context for all of us uh, in our lives you may not be be leading a, a church um in the same way, myself and Wendy are, who may not be pastors of a church, but the things that we absolutely do lead in life, and God wants you to be God-driven, not, not people-driven. Do we listen to what, what God wants to do in a situation? How, what, how can you please God in a situation that you find yourselves in? Because remember, we're created to do good works for him. Amen? Just be God-pleasers, not people-pleasers. Praise God. Now, so we all have a part to play. You know, the, the uh, scripture, Paul often talks about that we're one body and many parts. We're a church family, we're a church body, that's what Family Church Waterside is, it's true for every church across the world. We're one body with many different parts and, and we all have a part to play in that. As God builds, but we have a part to play in being his co-worker, as being a soldier for him, by, uh, for pleasing our commanding officer. Amen. So Paul says this, this is in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12 to 14. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 14, Paul says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form form one body, so it is with Christ. For we're all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we're all given one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now the human body is amazing, isn't it? And it's, it's a great analogy that Paul uses here. You know, the, our, the body that we have is incredibly complex, isn't it? And there's loads of different uh, systems, you know, that kind of work work together in order to make our, our body function. All those kind of vital organs, our heart and, and our liver and our, and, our, and our lungs and you know our brain and all those vital organs that we have. And they all have to work. If, if we're going to be healthy, um, you know, in a bodily sense, then all those things have to function well, don't they? And we, we soon know if one of those things isn't functioning well, we feel we feel pain or or, you know, we go and get help for that. Of course, believe God for healing in that, um, you know, but all this, all those things have to work together, don't they? For the body to be fully 100 percent healthy, there's all those different systems that have to work together and all those different vital organs. But every part is important and valuable. Now, obviously, you've got your brain, which is incredibly important. And if your brain's not working, if your brain dead, so to speak, then you literally are dead. So your brain has to work. So the things that may not be quite as important as your brain, for example, but it's still absolutely vital. Um, you know, if your body's gonna be healthy and your heart is, is incredibly vital, isn't it? Because without it, you're not gonna pump any blood um, around your body and your lungs are incredibly important. And, you know, every single system is, is valuable. And they're all working to the same goal. They all work to the same goal of making the body healthy, making the body function. And that's how it is in, in, in the body of Christ. That's how it should work in a church body, in a church family, that everyone has a part to play. They know what their part is to play, and those part, the part they play may change over time, absolutely. I'm not saying it's a fixed thing, and I'm not saying it never, it never changes, but we all have a vital part to play. And it doesn't really, in one sense, it doesn't really matter who's doing what. And of course, you know, lead, pastors and leaders have got different different roles and different responsibilities, of course that's true. But in one sense, it doesn't really matter who's doing what. What matters is that the body is healthy, and it's, it's working exactly how God Wants it to be. We're all working to the same goal. Paul talks about this in one Corinthians three verses five to eight. He says this, and what was happening here is there was, there was obviously there was Paul and, and Paul and all his ministry. There was another guy called Apollos, and Apollos was doing great stuff as well, um, great stuff for God. But there were some some people were starting to argue about, well, who's better, Apollos or is it Paul? And should I follow Apollos, and should I or should I, should I follow? Paul and Paul was like this is ridiculous you're 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 missing (laughs) missing the point this isn't about like like picking sides here this is you're completely missing the point here this you know we're all working together towards the same goal so this is why he says this 1 Corinthians 3 5 to 8 what after all is Apollos and what is Paul referring to himself only servants for whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task I I planted the seed and Apollos watered it but God has been making it grow so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. So what Paul was saying here is it doesn't really matter. It might be me planting the seed and me first bringing the gospel to people. And then Apollos may have watered it and you know built built on that. But ultimately and we've both had a part to play me paul and, and apollos he had a part to play but ultimately it's god who's been making it grow so again this goes back to the heart doesn't it it's god who builds this church it's ultimately it's god who does the building amen and he says there so neither the one who plants or the one who waters is really anything but it's only god who makes things grow that, that is important the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they each be rewarded you know, for what they have done Amen. So ultimately, it's only God that can make things grow. It's ultimately, it's only God that can make the church be healthy. And when a church is healthy, it will grow. Because just like in the natural world, anything healthy will grow and will bud and will produce fruit. If it's a fruit tree or, you know, will reproduce itself. Um, Anything that is healthy will grow. Amen. So let's go back to I will build my church. What Jesus said about that. Matthew 16 verses 17 and 18. So Jesus said this, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades. And we talked about that, what Jesus was referring to, that even the gates of Hades, the gates of death, the gates of gates of hell, the um, the gates of Satan and his hordes, the principalities and powers will not be able to overcome what I'm going to do in the church. I will build it and nothing is going to stop it. Amen. So Jesus is the rock on which the church is built. Jesus, the, to use this kind of analogy, Jesus is the big rock on which the church is built. You know, he, he is the rock. You know, of course, he talks about that, doesn't he? We've talked about this uh, several times over the weeks because it's just so vital um, in all this about, you know, how we're called to listen to what Jesus says and to put it into practice because that's what you, that you, basically you're a wise person if you do that because you're building a life on the rock. And people who who might know the words of jesus or maybe don't words, know the words of jesus at all or or just don't put them into practice then they're, like they're building their life on sand and ultimately when the winds and storms of life come and the rains of life come then there's no foundations there there's nothing undergirding it all and it's basically just going to fall flat because there's no proper foundations so jesus is the big rock on which the church is built but he chooses to use little Little rocks, if you want to call it that, use these little rocks like me and you to help get the job done. So like me and you and and Peter you use little rocks to help get the job done. He is the big rock on which the church is built. And he ultimately is doing the building. He is, he is the firm foundation. You know, one Peter two verse five to six says that we are living stones. To, we, we are living stones. That's what church is. We we know that, and we've learned that over the past year. I know as as a congregation, family, just wasn't. We don't actually own a church building, i'm sure you know many churches that do own church buildings, and and of course we we hire buildings. But um it, that God has never resided in in a building. Amen. That church isn't church itself. Isn't a building. You know, often in our society, we 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 refer to a building that a church owns. We refer to as that that is the church, um, and I understand. I understand why i 'm um, not, not criticizing that in any way, what I am saying, but what we understand what truly is the church truly what truly is the church is me and you is is all of us amen you know, we are living stones that make up the church of what he is it 's never been about a building you know Jesus is omnipresent, he can be everywhere at once amen he doesn 't reside in a building. praise God, so we are living stones, and, and with Jesus as the chief cornerstone is the chief cornerstone or the rock that 's holding it all together, as I said one Peter two. Five and six we spoke to that early in the series about Jesus being a cornerstone and what that means um, for our lives so as little rocks to use that uh, analogy. What do, what do you believe in God for this year for us? as for family church waterside. What do you believe in for God to do this year? So Jesus is a big rock and ultimately he's going to be doing the building this year But We've all got a part to play in that. But what do you believe in God for this year for 2021? You know, obviously the last year has been very unusual and you know different to how any of us would have expected different to what any of us probably would have chosen um to do to do church you know if you'd been asked the question a year ago um but god has done amazing stuff and some great stuff this year and there's still been people to be saved and people have been set free and healed and, and delivered and people have been reached that wouldn't necessarily been reached if we hadn't been doing stuff online and and that's just amazing and praise god for what he's done you know over The past year and brought good out of this real difficult situation that we found ourselves in, but that God has brought incredible good out of that. Because again, that just just proves and just just highlights the context that Jesus will build His church. Nothing can stop it. No worldwide pandemic can stop what what Jesus wants to do. No worldwide, uh, you know, financial crisis could stop anything that Jesus is trying to do. That he that His church will be built and that's just the reality and it's been built for 2000 years and and here we are 2000 years later and it's bigger than stronger and there's more christians on the planet than there's ever been um you know in our history and praise god for that but what do you believe in god for for 2021 i believe for incredible things this year myself and wendy believe that god's going to do some amazing stuff that god is, is going to genuinely surprise us and, and amaze us this year with what he does with the people that are going to be reached the people are going to be saved the the household salvations we're going to see we've already seen some some household salvations recently and praise god for that that's awesome and believe in god for more of that, that our community is going to be reached the community is going to be touched that people people's whole lives are going to completely transform people with addictions are going to come to know christ and people are just questioning what life is all about and this whole the whole situation we've gone through as a as a planet people be are going to be thinking about what you know, what happens to me when I die? What, what's life really all about? And, you know, as God's stirring that up in them, we're going to see a whole lot, lot of people saved and our community touched and, and reached in whole different, different ways. And um, so I believe some unexpected ways as well. God's just doing incredible stuff in us this year. I believe that God has done great stuff in us, you know, through this time of lockdown, just to keep trusting him, just to keep our eyes focused on him, just to stay connected with him. Amen. For him to be our sole source of, of everything that we need I, I don't believe that's been a bad lesson you know for us to learn as, as people of god it has been a good lesson uh, for me to learn but how did god want to use you this year for his glory that i believe that god has got good works for you to do this year and he will build his church but he wants you to be a co-laborer and a co-worker in that let's be believing for, for massive things let's believe for big things this year for unexpected things this year you know god's power is literally within us um pastor andy's morning messages have been about the holy spirit haven't they? and and about his how his power outworks within us and we're going to be talking more about that on a sunday night local as well about the holy spirit and how how god equips us and empowers us uh, through the holy spirit but his power literally lives within us ephesians 3 and i'll just kind of close with this ephesians 3 verse 20 and 21 says paul writes this now to him now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. What a, what an incredible statement. He's able to do immeas- immeasurably more. I'm sure that you can ask or imagine a lot of things. God can still do immeasurably more than that. And it's according to the power that is at work within us. That same power, there's another scripture that Paul writes about, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's that same power that resides in us. And the Holy Spirit literally dwells in us. We are temples of the holy spirit so how does god want to use you this year for his glory how does god want you to be a co co laborer co worker with him this year how does god want you to be just living as a soldier and pleasing um your commanding officer but pleasing god this year not being a people pleaser but being a god pleaser this year how's god wanting you to do good works for him this year how's god wanting you to step out for him in in the coming weeks maybe there's some people that god's wanting you to reach you know, kind of in your in your world Let's be thinking about that and, and, and believing for that and asking God what he wants us to do this year. What a privilege, as I said, what a privilege it is and what a responsibility it is to be a co-worker for Jesus. Take that responsibility seriously and ask God what he wants us to do and, and live in obedience to that. And let's believe that this year, that, and we've seen incredible things in the way that God has built his church in, in a very unusual situation. God has built his church over 2020, for, 20, for 2021 as we continue through the year that God is going to do incredible things, he's going to build his church, he's going to build Family Church Waterside in all our different locations, he's going to build Family Church into all that he has for it uh, this year and all churches across our area and across the world, that God will build his church, Let's so be believing for that, and and believing for that in faith and, and trusting him in that, that's believing him for the impossible, that he can do it immeasurably more than even that we can ask or imagine, let's be believing him for the impossible, and with God all things are possible when 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 that, that guy is healed or or, want, or wants healing and says you know Jesus I know that you can heal me and 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 Jesus said what do you mean if I can and Jesus wasn't being sarcastic of course because that's never Jesus' way but he was just making a point he said what do you actually mean if I can and I said of course I can everything is possible for those who believe amen but, you know, let's act on that and let's, let's live like that, that everything is possible for those who believe that this is going to be an incredible year in, in the coming months. We step into March tomorrow and, and the months and as we start coming out of lockdown and all that means for us as a church as well. And, and the things we're able to do physically uh, more than we're able to do at the moment as well and gather together, which is going to be an exciting, exciting day that God this year is going to build his church. Amen. And the gates of Hades, the gates of death themselves, the gates of of sin and death and and every principality and power is not going to be able to stop, cannot stop. It's not possible to stop everything that God wants to do as he builds his church. And we have the privilege and responsibility of being co-workers alongside him in that. What a great God that we serve. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've promised, Lord, that you will build your church. Thank you for how you've built your church over the last year and in circumstances we would never have expected, Lord God, to happen. But you have built your church, Lord, in in this area, Lord, through Family Church, Waterside, across Family Church, Lord, across this nation, across the world, Lord, you have built your church. Thank you for the people that have been reached, the people have been reached through online services and, and may not have been reached in any other way. Lord, thank you for what you've done. We thank you for every changed life, for every changed heart. Lord, we thank you for Family Church Waterside, Lord, where we've seen that. Lord, people who, Lord, who've been experiencing miracles recently and household salvation that's happened recently. Lord, the exciting things that you're doing. Lord, your church is being built and it's totally unstoppable. There is nothing that can stop it. There's no plan of the enemy that can that can stop your church being built. And we just thank you for that, Lord God. Lord and Lord, we're just so humbled. Lord, we just feel so so privileged. Lord that Lord that we are called to be co workers alongside you. Lord, we don't want to labour in vain. Lord, we know ultimately it's you that does the building, but we have a part to play. We don't want to labour in vain. Lord God, we just say we trust you. Lord, and we follow your leading. Lord, and help us, Lord, to be great co-workers for you. Lord, to, to want to please our commanding officer, to be great soldiers for you and great co-workers for you. Lord God, we want to believe you, Lord, for the best. Lord, we want to believe that you can do immeasurably more and you will do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Lord, we believe there's no soul that you cannot reach. There's no area of our community, Lord, you cannot touch. Lord, we're believing for new things this year Lord I pray you just do the unexpected this year things Lord that Lord we want to believe you and expect, expect you to do great things of course Lord but I pray you'll do things even that will surprise us and we that are unexpected towards us we would never have seen coming or never seen happening Lord God Lord, I pray you just build your church this year. Do things, unexpected things in our community. Lord, those family members, Lord, we're believing for, for spouses and, and and siblings and wider family, Lord God, or, or neighbours or work colleagues that we're believing for for you and they may be far from you. Lord, do the unexpected this year. Lord, reach them, Lord God. Use us to reach them. Use us as co-workers, as co-labourers, Lord, to, to share the gospel, Lord God. But ultimately, we know it's you, Lord, that will do the building. It's you who will do the saving. And I pray your work upon every heart. Lord, those people that we're, Lord, deeply believing for, Lord God, for them to be saved, for them to know, Lord, Lord the love of God in their lives, for them to know the peace and mercy of God and to know the, the promise and the reality that they're on their way to heaven, Lord, to know you as a saviour and Lord, Lord, anyone who's just dealing with a health issue or a financial issue, Lord God, that you'll just set them free in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we believe for good things, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus thank you lord anyone who's just feeling weighed down or maybe this the whole situation that's gone on over the last years has affected their their mental health or affected their thinking or they just felt lonely oh god and all those kind of you know real issues oh god you'll just set them free in jesus name they'll just walk in total freedom and you guard the heart and mind in christ jesus with your supernatural peace Thank you, Lord God. Lord, and we just say, Lord, build your church. Lord, build Family Church Waterside. Make it the church, Lord, you want it to be. May it look exactly how you desire and you created it to be, Lord God. Thank you. Nothing to stop what you are doing. And use us, Lord, in the privileged role we have to be co-workers for you. Take that responsibility seriously, Lord, to step up and step into all that you have for us and how you want us to be co-laborers with you. Lord, we just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I trust that's spoken into your life tonight and I've really enjoyed just talking this whole series about um, you know, building our lives and what God wants to build in us um, individually and in our families, what God wants to build in us corporately and just let's continue to carry that into 2021. Excited and I'll talk about more, in a lot more depth next week. Um, i excited about talking about the Holy Spirit and how he equips and empowers us and very much kind of off the back of uh, what Pastor Andy's been talking about on Sunday mornings. We're doing that in all our all of our locations, all our congregations because um, kind going to be unpacking that kind of how that outworks life, so that's gonna be really, really exciting so have a great week um love you all and we're praying for you all and very much miss you all um but stay connected during this time don't forget tomorrow in particular um just keep an eye on social media and emails as we just kind of start to unpack um what it looks like for us as family churches as we start coming out of lockdown um, that'll be great um, praise god but have a great week and see you soon bye